Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is you have now joined Jenny from the blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast with me, Jenny from the blockchain, and my co-host, Michael Keane. Today, we have a special guest to recap the week with us, uh, VGF. Welcome to our Sunday recap episode. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, actually... Oh my God, Michael, I feel like he's talked about you so many times that I'm like, I'm getting sick of your name. I'm like, let's just bring VGF on already so we can stop talking about how we need to bring him on. I feel like I have been on the show. I know I haven't yet, but like, I feel like guilty by association and like by osmosis. Just, yeah, I'm I'm glad to finally make it on. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. What a pleasure to have you, man. Also, we just found out right before this that it was Michael's birthday, everybody. So, um, or why did I say Michael's birthday, everybody? I meant Michael's birthday yesterday. <laughs> so, everybody, please in your heads, wish him a happy birthday. Um, yeah, it was his birthday. You know, he turned twenty years old. So, uh, mm-hmm. twenty-one, young, but, twenty-one, you know, twenty-one, twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. So. Before we get started with, you know, what happens this week in the NFT space, I did want to read the two new reviews we got. And I wanted to just, first of all, thank everybody who wrote reviews in general and also this month, because this is actually a record month. We have never had five reviews in a month before. And so very exciting stuff. Thank you guys for writing reviews. So yeah, let me read them now. So we got Jay Cause who said, chill show. I listen to this show because it's like hanging out with friends who care about NFTs. None of my friends in real life care about NFTs. So it's nice to get the NFT hangs out of my system. Ha. Thanks for the content. I enjoy it. Love it. And then Vinny also says, awesome podcast. Always love hearing Jenny and Michael break down the week in NFTs. Great guests and content. Thank you both for what you bring to the space. Too sweet too kind. So yeah, thank you guys for that. And yeah, I feel like we should start with all of like the Twitters being compromised and all the hacks happening and just craziness going on. Wild Um, week. Yeah. For being being a rather like that, maybe it was just that it was like a relatively slow week for NFTs, but like everything that big that happened was like big. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and I had noted some of the accounts that had gotten hacked. So Zeneca got hacked, which, by the way, I'm curious. I want to hear you guys' take after I say, um, if you mm-hmm. guys think it was like, you know, insider, you know, some Twitter employee, like hacking people's account or something. But okay, Zeneca, Keyboard Monkey, who I don't even know if they've gotten their account back because I literally keep checking their account and they haven't tweeted. And I'm like, Oh my God, is their account still like they can't get into it? Like, I don't know what the situation is. Franklin is bored. I can't remember if that was this speaker last week. And then Jenkins the valet. 
So that was pretty wild. I guess this is a good plug for our last episode on Web3 security. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Because I know Zeneca said he had two-factor authentication on and it was like the Google auth. It wasn't like SMS. And so people are like thinking, oh, maybe it was like some Twitter employee like hacking into mm. people's accounts. I don't know. What I, are I think have? that's, I mean, short of it being corroborated, I think that's... A, a stretch. I, I, I mean, everyone likes to say that they're all topped off on their security, but like even the best of us get lazy. Like when Crybright got, uh, like not hacked but scammed. Uh, it, it just goes to show that like even the best of us uh, get lax. Yeah, or get that was a bad one. I was reading about that this morning. That and nasty. that's it's kind of one of those like if you're not proactive about it, then it's not if, but when. And uh, so like, that's, that's, I, yeah, I don't know about the Twitter stuff though. Like to me, my first gut reaction was uh, SMS, like SIM swapping, something of that sort. Um, But like the high, the high, the high profile of all of the accounts being compromised is what kind of put me on edge. Cause like, yeah. these are people that are not unfamiliar with st- you know, security, especially in the web three space. So like seeing that level of accounts compromised, but then like, if it was an insider at Twitter, why not go for, you know, the Cosmos or like the six, five, two, nine, you know, those kind of people. Like if you had your, your pick of anybody, right. Maybe they're coming next. Who knows? Maybe I mean, they're coming for be. them next. Didn't one of the guys, oh, I'm sorry, but didn't one oh, of the guys from, from Yuga Labs, Gordon or um, or Gargamel, didn't they tweet that this was expected, that they were like tracking a group of people that were about to? Well, so like, like I, I know a like the guys that OK Hotshot and I were tracking like a couple of months ago, like mm-hmm. we knew that this was going to be a target a matter like months ago okay because like the discord exploits started to fall off they weren't making you know near as much money for how much effort they were putting into it granted they were still catching people but like i think people finally kind of got around to understanding kind of the mo but like my whole argument this whole time is like they can do the same thing for twitter that like the 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 mo doesn't change they just you know, are, are delivering it via a different means. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, they've, they've caught a handful of people. So um, yeah. Shout out. I remember you said that a lot, like everybody was blaming discord and you were like, it's not really discord. You know, it's, it could, it could be anywhere. I, you you were on top of that a long time ago and you also did, you wrote a really good thread. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Wherever people, you know, congregate, the scammers will try to follow. Yep. Yeah, because they hack these these large accounts um, and then they'll just post like a minting link like, oh, you know, and, and it's one of these stealth mints, which is always a red flag, especially when they turn off the comments so that people can't comment mm-hmm. and be like, this is a scam. But usually like you can't I guess you can't turn off retweets and quote tweets because people always quote tweet and be like, this is a scam. Don't mint. So that's always, you know, if you do see something that seems too good to be true with like a mint happening from a popular account. Make sure you check the quote tweets, you yeah. know, check to see if the comments are are, are off. Th- those are all red flags. Um, and yeah, most people don't do stealth mints these days, like especially with all this stuff going on, like people are trying to be safe and secure yeah. and 
and not, you know, confuse people. But yeah, I, I'm like, oh my God, I hope I don't get hacked. But I also feel like I'm not big enough. Like, it's like, hmm. eh, if I had 100K, then maybe I should be worried. About, you know? <laughs> yeah. Get ahead of uh, it. It may, be, it may be before you know it that you are the the target. So No. I don't mm. like, I shouldn't try to grow my account anymore. <laughs> it's small. There's benefits to having a small account, you know? Mm. Well, but uh, Michael, you mentioned the, the Twitter thread. Like yep. TLDR on it is just if you if you're concerned about your social media security, just get a YubiKey. Like uh, that's what's what a YubiKey? Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a hardware authentication for social media. Think of it like a ledger or a treasure for mm. your socials. Like I know that you can use it, you know, like use something like a ledger or treasure for Twitter specifically, but like for all of your socials. So for sake of argument, YubiKey just unanimously across just about any social or at least like most of the big ones. Um, and, and you plug, you plug it into your phone, uh, phone or PC. Oh, wow, it's okay. got a whole bunch yeah, of I'm different at like, it. Yep. Yep. kind of hardware, like depending on the, the device, but like the core functionality remains the same. They even have ones that like can be verified via NFC tag and a bunch of stuff. But, um, you can answer like a questionnaire, this like quiz of like what device you're trying to use it with. Are you trying to have it like where it's plugged in all the time? They make like little micro ones that you can legit just have plugged into your computer all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you can have all of the best email account password protections in the world and it's still not as secure as that. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking at it. They're not expensive. 45, 55, 70 for the most expensive one. Yeah. Yeah. We can link it as well, but it's uh yubico.com, yubico.com if you wanted to check it out. Um and so I'm I'm and not an ad, not an ad, I'm just a fan. Not sponsored. No, we don't do any ads or anything, so it's all good. But um I'm just curious, like would this prevent like if somebody within Twitter like, you know, they were just like trying to hack people's accounts. Like, th- does this protect against that? Or is this just kind of. I mean, for I mean, sake of argument, yeah. if if they had that level of access to Twitter and they could change around your account settings, like yeah. if they had the ability to turn off your authentication, then that's like a core functionality fault at Twitter. You can't really to do anything that, about that, right? To say, yeah, I mean, then yeah. then Twitter as a platform is done. So, like, just get rid of it. Right. But presuming that's not the case, yeah. this would prevent <laughs> something like that, yes. Okay, cool. I, I so don't want to, like, they, they can, right. like, nothing they is They can have your password safe. and everything, right? They can have your password yeah. and whatever it is, and they, they can't right. get into your account with if you have this thing. It's a... That's good yeah. to know. Yeah. If you're somebody listening, you know, I, I know uh, Farouk listens every week and I know a bunch of people that. Uh, Guys, we, we need some laughter here. Come on. <laughs> I was I was sending out a bunch of DMs to like a bunch of friends just like, hey, it, with the level of exploits and yeah. compromises that have been going around, like just, you know, express yeah. ship it. Like right. it's just right. Just yeah, it, it happened out. to people during VCon. We probably all remember oh, yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. And that's really important. I mean, we had, we had just uh, Simone art on, I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's really, really smart. Yeah. We had her on just last week talking about security, a whole episode and she really went in depth and we asked a lot of questions. That was, that was really good. Um, But it's really important. You know, our listeners, like 
the, the main thing you're on Twitter and you see something like that. And it looks like someone's minting. Nobody legit right now is minting stealth. It's just, it, it, you'd be crazy if you were one of the, the legit people in the space and you're like, Hey, surprise. Like just, you know, nobody's really doing that right now. So really think uh, it gets people that don't know, like, you know, it's pretty obvious to us and hopefully none of us fall for something like that. Um, I clicked on a link a couple weeks ago, it was, uh, I mentioned this before, but Psychedelics Anonymous, they have that new project, Ezu or whatever. And it was one like, hey, sign up for our whitelist. And I clicked on the link. I didn't do anything there or anything like that. But I like clicked it and thought for a second and then thought better and went and looked. And it was a fake account, like made to look like the real account, which is another thing that we see a lot. So, I mean, like you said, the guy I mean, that got like- hacked earlier today, like is, is, you know, really smart and had all these NFTs and like a momentary lapse of judgment, you know, and you're it's it's really bad. Well, and that's I, I think that's what it, you know, boils back to for me is like with this self-sovereignty of the space, like, yeah, that you are your own bank. A lot of people yeah. use that example, but like yeah. a lot of people aren't comfortable with the responsibility and accountability that comes with that yet mm-hmm. that like you don't have to be like neurotic about it, but like, I've got two devices. Like I I have my like work computer and social computer that I can go and do whatever on, but like executable file types. I think that's the next one that I'll call it now. Executable file types are going to end up getting a lot. What does that mean? So it's, it's a, I mean, it's not one specific file type, but a group of file types uh, that can basically enact actions on your computer and uh like dot exe files and dot p like even pdfs pdfs are not your friend and uh that running those types of documents can uh, potentially be malicious and uh so i have i have a a device that i purely use for like opening files and stuff like that that's Mm. not linked to Hmm. any of my metamask you know, no socials, nothing. It's just a device to open files. And I don't think everyone needs to go to that extreme, but like you should be mindful of like what it is that you're clicking on, what it is that you're running or opening short of using like a virtual machine. Like we can go all the way down that rabbit hole, but I think that's probably a lot for most people, but like short of running a virtual machine to open all your files on um, having another device is, is like the next easiest thing. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, that was going, there was, um, I remember last year, there was a lot of uh, people tweeting about like getting their, maybe, I don't know if it was crypto or NFTs, because it was kind of like early last year, but through literally like files, like you were talking about, like they would, oh, can you check out this? And it's like, yeah, like a PDF or something. And then you would click it in the DMs and then. That was like, the whole, uh, yeah. where they were getting the the artists. The artists, where they were like, yeah. Yeah, like. Yeah. Hey, my employer is looking to commission a yes. work from you. Yes, that, that's what I was saying. This yeah. link of what we're looking for. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So that might make a comeback, I guess. According to VGF, that's going to make a comeback. So I don't want to yeah. see it. I'm just thinking yeah. that like, yeah. it's this, this cycle of vulnerabilities that people overlook. Yeah. Mm. Do you like using a burner wallet for like minting and connecting to websites and just having a separate... You know, oh, bifurcation of your wallets. Your ma- yeah. You, what is like, the, what's the word? Bifurcation. Okay. 
<laughs> just like just breaking up your wallets. It costs sure, you nothing sure. to break right. up. You know, right. Like, I mean, yes, it costs gas to transfer things and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. like, I, I have accounts that no one knows are mine. Sure. Like they have no paper trail to connect to my like VGF.eth or anything like that. Like it, yeah. it, my main wallet's my main wallet, but yeah. like, it, you know, because of what's in there and, you know, allow lists and stuff like that. Occasionally I do have to, uh, you know, mint from that wallet, but for sake of argument, like everyone should have multiple wallets where you have, you know, splitting up of your most valuable NFTs, even if one were to be exploited that you don't necessarily have, then, you know, all of your NFTs taken, uh, and yeah, having like a burner wallet that you use as like your minting wallet for like sketchy contracts or whatever. If you're full on degening, you should have like a specific wallet that's just for that. Like I know Tropo, but I like of all people, Tropo. I was yeah, he put out a really it. good one. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah, saw. He, was, I saw he put that out really a good uh, thread about yeah. it on Twitter. I yeah. think it was last week um, about using like subdomains right. uh, to to name all of his different wallets. How do you set up a subdomain? Is that on the ENS website or is that yeah. somewhere else? That is yeah, yeah. on the ENS website. Cool. I got to look into that. I know that. But yeah, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. It, bifurcation of your wallets is it, like, it, it, again, big asterisk, all, you know, with good, sec- like, security phrase, uh, secret phrase security. Um, you can go and make new accounts under the same seed phrase and uh, it doesn't cost yeah. you anything. Right, for sure. That's one of the things we talked about last week with Simone. Yeah, it's really important. I'm tweeting about your birthday right now. Sorry, this is random. Also, Michael is frozen, so let's go on with the show while he recovers. Minecraft, VGF, did you see that Minecraft announced that they are like banning NFTs and they're not allowing or supporting NFTs on Minecraft at all, which was like crazy that they just decided to make that statement. I don't think it was at all. I don't th- I think it was, I, I had said it many times over the last, you know, six, eight, 10 months. And, uh, I was called out for being a fudder, but, uh, I it's Microsoft. I mean, like they have their own web three and crypto initiatives, but to think that they were just going to like sit idly by as people are leveraging their copyrights and intellectual property for their own monetary gain. Like, yeah, I don't think that was super kosher. Yeah, NFT worlds, like, wasn't that the whole selling point? The integration? Uh, no, I think they have a value prop outside of Minecraft, which is what they're they're okay. trying to pivot into right now. But right, they, lo- think- they got a lot of fun. Like everyone was dumping their NFT world. It was crazy because those were going for like 20 ETH months ago. And now I don't even know what the floor is. Maybe Michael's looking it up. Michael's the fact back, that it's way. not zero yeah. is surprising. But like, I yeah. think that just goes to show that like they do have a value prop. There, There is some opportunity for potential recovery. But yeah, I mean, in my eyes, their core value prop was that they were built on top of Minecraft. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, that's that's why the valuation got so high. They were they went down under one ETH, but they're like an ETH and a half now. But that's that's where I think it's to anyone that was like, you know, that it is truly into Web3 and gaming. Uh, I don't think it was unforeseeable. It wasn't like this was blindsided. Yeah. Right. 
I see somebody that bought one for 11.5 and is selling it for 1.55 right now. That hurts. Yeah. And that's probably well, 11 like, and a half at like 3000 too. It, well, and I, like, I don't say, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I don't say it for sake of like, I told you so I don't like seeing people in pain, but I, I hope that it's a learning opportunity that like yeah. naivety and ignorance is not an excuse. And that like, I had a bunch of people when I was calling this out as, you know, a potential risk factor that were like, oh, that's nonsense. That's FUD. You know, they're talking with Microsoft and Minecraft. And I was like, I don't I don't care if they're talking to them. If there's no partnership agreement in place, it's it's a risk. Mm-hmm. And if you're weighing that risk and still putting your money into it, more power to you. Like if that's, uh, you know, an acceptable risk for you. That that's on you. But the naivety and ignorance of, you know, people that were were told or believed otherwise that put, you know, potentially tens of thousands of dollars into this. Um, that's where I, I feel bad is like people that are FOMOing into this yeah. uh, based off of false expectations and, and, you know, potentially promises that turned out to not be true. One thing I always think about with this land is something that our buddy Gary V said uh Six, eight months back, he said on his podcast that he thinks people are going to get really hurt with a lot of these metaverse lands because we just don't know which one's going to succeed. I mean, he said that it stopped me from like really, you know, moving into all these different ones. And there's so many and, and more to come. Like the best ones, well, might not even be here yet. Wait until, you know, like Roblox or Rockstar or right, Epic Games right. gets into the mix, like Activision, Blizzard, some of these guys yep. like, yep. I know that there's been a lot of pushback from the gaming community, like a bunch of the marketing kind of double speak of like, oh, they're not NFTs, they're digital collectibles and stuff like that. But there are too many conversations and too many people that see the value in, you know, digital scarcity and sovereign ownership of of digital assets for it not to trend in this direction, whether or not people accept it. And uh, so I think it's just a matter of time, like the gaming will trend towards support of Web3 and NFTs. And uh, I mean, any of any of those guys, like you look at Epic Games, just as an example, like they've got the Epic Games Store, they've got the distribution, they've got the public the publishers, they've got the developers, they've got the whole tech stack, Unreal. Um, When if and when they come out with their version of a quote unquote metaverse. Yeah, it's going to blow everything that we mm-hmm. know today, uh, like absolutely out of the water. Nice. So uh, not that there's not a place for some of these places like, you yeah, know, yeah, crypto voxels and Decentraland and, yeah. you know, but crypto voxels uh, just they let go a lot of their staff just recently said they're not going to build anything new. They're going to just improve what they have right now. So Yeah, there's a lot of Web3 companies letting go of yeah. um, people. There are. Um so uh, let's so so VGF, your story I have on here to talk about is really relevant right now, especially with respect to, you know, people losing their jobs or whatever it is. But like I've had lots of people come to me and I know Jennifer has as well. How do I get into a Web3 job? How do I how do I find work? And, you know, we've been friends for almost a year and a half now, you know, on on Clubhouse. And, and from those early rooms, it was obvious that you were a star and you were going places. And I'm sure that people listening now 
can can hear the same thing. And you were you worked kind of as a as a it was a volunteer community manager, right? For for Pixelvall for Punks mm-hmm. Comics, yeah. um, Crypto Baby Punks. If I remember, I mean, you were at one point there. I was. Yeah, at one point I was uh, Discord admin for something like right. fifteen servers, but wow. yeah, most of it was on yeah. you know like volunteer basis, right? Or like in trade and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but that was my quickest value add. You know, I yeah. I was a gamer. I you know knew Discord like you the back of my Discord. hand. And, sure, sure. And so, like that was my quickest value add to the space when I was learning the NFT side of things was, hey, I know how to build out discords safely, securely. I used to be a community manager for, mm-hmm. you know, esports teams and stuff like that. And so, hey, I can do this. I can add value here. Let me get my foot in the door and then kind of run from there. Yeah. Yeah. And you were, you know, you were just talking to people and learning and meeting people. So is that kind of how you, one of the ways you would suggest, I guess people, People do, like you said, that was your value add. So people figure out what they're good at, start to do it, build a reputation, be there. And you turned it into an amazing job at Pixel Vault. I remember when we were talking and you were taking your offers and figuring out what you wanted to do. And, you know, that was, that was fun to watch. And, and, you know, and you're still, still building and growing and building your reputation like 10 Thank years. You. I don't know. You're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be doing something huge in, in five, 10 years, man. Just, keep it up you're a young buck and you're ultra smart like i said everyone listen i always say and you know, i say one of the smartest guys i know in the space i mean i've said it on this show before but i mean that 100 percent. like and just Thank hearing you. you talk even today it's great to get your perspective on but yeah on i a, mean such to, a to your question i i think yeah. that that is where a lot of people are like where where do i get involved and yeah it i think that we're at an interesting kind of inflection point like the market is down you know, a lot of companies are letting people go or, you know, pausing hiring and stuff like that. Um, but I, I, the other side of that is that there's a massive opportunity for when the market returns. The people that are like putting their heads down grinding now That's exactly are going right. to be the people that earn that shot when, if and when, you know, people or, or companies go to hire again. Mm-hmm. And so like getting involved with DAOs, you know, contributing your time to, to collectives, getting your you know foot in the door with, with new projects or as a, a community manager, or like, it, I, I use that as an example, because that's where I came from, but there's going to be a lot of companies that are, you know, looking for all of those traditional roles, whether it's finance or controller or uh, you know, a, a head of HR, head of people, you know, th- those are some really direly needed roles in Web3. Because uh, like everyone's either hiring direct from Twitter, <laughs> right? Or they're going straight to headhunters. And there's really not a whole lot of in between. And so a- adding a value add in kind of the administrative HR capacities, I think is going to be huge. And so like, that's, that's a very like real tangible, non-technical role that is going to be absolutely huge in web three as, as you know, a lot of these, especially like web, web two platforms pivot into web three, they're going to need somebody that's into web three and NFTs that can like kind of help comb through who knows what they're talking about. Who's full of shit. Sorry. I don't know if I can curse. 
Um, but, uh, <laughs> but that, you know, they need somebody that's native that can help them kind of integrate and, and, and guide them in. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge opportunities for people. I mean, you, you just gotta get your foot in the door different ways and, and do, see what you like, what you're good at. And you're right. There's going to be, you, they're going to need accountants and they're going to need, they're going to need everything. So, yeah, and, yeah. and I mean, for sake of argument, like I'm not a, I'm not a developer. I'm not a coder. Right. Uh, but like, I, I know a couple of people that I've set down the path of, you know, they're great front end full stack, you know, devs that pick up solidity in the downtime, put, you know, a, a handful hours a week into, you know, putting your head down, learning a new language. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, there's no, there's still a ridiculous shortage of developers in this space. And so like, that's a especially good ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it being a, a, a killer front end or full stack dev in web three is a ridiculously desirable position right now. So like for somebody to, to put their head down and, and learn how to, you know, do front end, you know, uh, web three integrations or, uh, end solidity dev work and stuff like that is, it's a great time to to learn something like that before the desirability returns and and you know the opportunity passes by. We heard that same exact thing from some of our former guests, Carlini, Nate, Alex, where they said all the people that were here for the first run in 2017, 2018, that stuck with it are the ones that really came out on top when uh, when NFTs came back. So that's definitely something to think about for this run. Um, who knows if it's going to come back this year, next year, whatever it is. But, you know, those of us that believe in the blockchain technology and all things NFT are confident that it will. Well, like I, I kind of laughed because I uh, made a tweet about it earlier that I like my core thesis hasn't changed. Like price of ETH regardless. Yeah. Um, like, do I think the uptrend of dis- digitization continues? Yes. Do you prefer to digitally, like sovereignly own your digital stuff? Yes. And do I think that blockchain contributes to solving some of those problems? It's not great for everything, but for some things, definitely. And in that, my, you know, core thesis, stack crypto and NFTs as a store and leverage of crypto. Mm. Yep. And buy some cool like art stuff along the way. Like that's that supporting artists. Like that's, that's a huge perk for me. Ironically, some of my like most valuable NFTs now are the ones that I'm least likely to want to sell. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. Not that I have super valuable ones, but like my doodle, it's like, it's just special to me. (laughs) Even though it's like, oh my God, I can sell it for so much. I do I I don't know that I've ever showed you my doodle. My doodle what? is like you have a doodle. I want to see your. It's doodle. literally like not your twin, but pretty darn close. <gasps> really, purple hair. You have a purple yep. hair. Oh yeah, Let's go. with the purple fading pack. Yeah. What? Wait, I need to see this. I'll send it to you. It's good. Okay, great. I actually got it from Gremlin of all people. Hey, oh, isn't Gremlin the founder of Cryptodes? The artists of, the, the, and one artist, of the, the artists, artists from, okay. yeah, one of the artists from the Nouns Project as well. 
Nice. And for cryptos, you got like a, like an honorary one, right? I you did. Get- oh, yeah. it was special. a semi semi painful story, but also really really rewarding. So like. I, I I had known some of the founders had kind of consulted and, and advised them, you know, on a handful of things uh, over the last, you know, at that point it was, you know, six months or so. Um, they just became good friends and uh, they offered me an honorary. And I, at that point, like, I had no idea what, what it was that they were doing. You know, I didn't know what the mint was even for. And uh like it was so stealth when they dropped the cryptodes mint that I didn't even know it happened. Like it was sold out. And I like even having an honorary, I missed the mint. Wow. And uh, so I got the honorary. I was, I started getting some good offers. Like they, it started picking up some traction. I got some, you know, decent offers on it. And uh, like I had some medical bills and stuff that came up and a couple of like, my friends that were a part of the project were like, Hey, if you need to, you know, accept this, like, we know what that would mean to you at the time. Like, if you need to accept this, like this was a gift, like, don't, don't think about it any other way. And I was like, no, you know, I like, if I'm going to sell this, I want it to be, you know, a significant sale for cryptodes. And at the time hoodies were, you know, hoodie toads were maybe an ETH or two. And I was getting offers of like three and five ETH or something like that. And I set it at 20 thinking like, nah, like if, if, so, if it really like, so if somebody really wants it for 20, like, and uh, sure enough, it got caught up in a sweep of honoraries, me, Lee and Justin Abersano got our three sold at like 20 ETH. And that kicked off the bull run to like a 14 ETH floor. Yeah. And the honorary floor went to like over a hundred. And so I, yeah, that was a little painful, but also, you know, kind of taking one for the team. And uh, it was an incredibly generous gift that I I, I still have, like, I mean, I'll show you guys because you're on video, but like, I still have my crypto as like, my blood bones skelly force hoodie that's like i still rock it as my pfp and you're literally place. rocking a cryptodes crypto i'm wearing my crypto right, right now like, yeah. yeah yeah clearly uh cryptodes yeah but my question so. is who buys honoraries like especially for significantly above the floor like why like, well why so this was buy- actually a part of the collection so right. it wasn't like board apes where the honoraries were a separate collection. Like mm-hmm. these honoraries were a part of the collection. But still, why would and, you buy someone's honorary? I mean, that's fair. Like, and so my, my thought process on it was like, it's still my honorary. I just don't possess it anymore. It's still the honorary of <laughs> you me. Own. It's like a one of one, I guess. Right. Like it's kind yeah. of like a one of one yeah. within a collection. And that's like, exactly. Special. Okay. And, uh, oh, I see that. I can see like that. mine was like one of a, a few 3D glasses and it was a hoodie. I think it was the only like 3D glasses hoodie. And uh, so like that made it pretty special. But uh, yeah, still a big fan of cryptodes. I still have my Blood Bones Force Hoodie Skelly. And uh, I mean, Grimplin, I, I just massive fan. So um, to have gotten my doodle from him, like that's. I can never sell that now. Like that's, that is my doodle. Right. 
Wow, the crypto's floor is higher than I thought it was going to be, 2.15. I honestly thought that it was going to be lower, so okay, not bad. Um, yeah, all of the co-founders at Evaluate Market, which is the company I work for, literally were they were so obsessed with cryptos when it first came out, and I was the one that was like sell, sell, sell. I was like, I was like begging them to sell for no reason other than like I like to like try to get people to sell things when like they're going for a lot, even though I don't even sell things myself. Um, you know, just testing people's um conviction, I guess. Conviction. And yeah. yeah, I think they still have their crypto cryptos. Uh, well, like day, in so. retrospect, the floor to 14 ETH was wild as quickly as it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it probably was a sign. Yeah. But uh, there, I mean, it it had the the memes, it had the the art. I, I'm still a fan, and like the whole CCO thing. Like to me, second to nouns and maybe MFers. Like cryptos is definitely up there in like that top three. CCO PFP conversation. Is Doodles a CCO PFP? I honestly don't even know. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, because that means anybody can use it, right? Yes. Like, CCO is Creative right. Commons where anyone can do anything with them, like full stop. Like right. you have you have no exclusive licensing rights. Right. It is just anybody like go ham. Anybody like in the world or anybody that yeah. owns it? Nope. Anybody. Oh, wait. It is okay. So open what is domain the, free use. What is Bored Apes? What is that? What is their thing where it's like people can license out their stuff? That is an, that is uh, a licensing model where you buy possession of the NFT, have licensed over the art of the ape that you own. Is Doodles like that? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I am honestly. Some of the other ones are. I think Cool Cats is, right? Cool Cats, I think you can use your IP or maybe not. Uh, there's, there's hey, a you can't there. just say they are. And I think they are. Not. I thought I remember. I thought a bunch of them were. If, if Doodles isn't, maybe Cool Cats isn't, but I thought it was. But I mean, like they, they might have some licensing agreement in there where you can, you know, yeah. but the big thing is whether or not you have. Uh, like uh, merchandising rights, like ability right. to monetize it. That's right. a good data um, point for some of these like flip stop finance should put like right in there, right in their chart. Like what your level. Oh, of, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Your level that's of important. monetization, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's important if you're looking at what to buy. I mean, yeah. Well, so like, I mean, not to, to, I already went on a little tangent. I'll go on another little one. But, yeah, please. Um, Tying it back to Pixel Vault, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's the difference between our core heroes and our generative identities. Is okay. the generative identities have very similar licensing to like the Board Apes, where you own the uh, the license, the creativity over your generative heroes completely, but the core heroes are the ones that we're using for you know the comics, the development of the games, stuff like that, where we have a shared license. So they have a little bit more restrictive licensing because we're also co-developing them, hoping to drive value back to those particular tokens and and Mm -hmm. the story and all of that. But uh, with the generative identities, the community has really been stepping it up, especially this last week, actually. Um, Like shout out Archie, Juicy Jama, those guys, they've been putting out a lot of 
uh, creative derivatives and like their own twists and spins on their meta heroes. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous, like mm-hmm. professional caliber work. And uh, it's it's been awesome to see. Like Pinballer really kind of pushed that ball along. He did his own comic featuring his meta hero. Oh wow! And uh, it, I mean, they're they're picking it up and running. It's really cool. I got to check that stuff out. Let's talk a little bit about Pixel Vault. First, I want to tell a little story. I've told it a dozen times on Clubhouse, but we can immortalize it here on the uh, podcast. <laughs> so when did when did uh, Punk's Comic 1 mint? Was that like June of 2021? Is that when that was going? Uh, yeah, end of May, June. Of end of May into June. Last right. year. Yeah. So it took it took about three weeks to sell out 10,000. Five. Five weeks. Took a long yeah. time, right? It was a so, long time. Yep. And it, and like the first 6,000 took five weeks and like the last 4,000 took like three hours, right? Yeah. Wasn't it something it, like that? It was, like, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was, it was literally like six or 8,000 across yeah. like four and a half weeks. And then right. like, yeah, a thousand, the last couple thousand just flew. Right. Right. Yeah. I remember that happening. So they were, and they were minting at point two when ETH was like 4,000. So they were kind of expensive for the time. And I was kind of just getting in my, in my ETH run, but I had sold one of my V friends for like five and a half ETH. So I had some ETH. That's when I bought my board ape and I had a little bit and whatever reason I saw on Twitter that the ball was rolling. I'm pretty sure it was beanie putting it out there. Like, yo, this is going to sell out finally. And I remember well, you would always we, been, we had yeah. the announcement of like fuck render doing the founders DAO art. Okay. And like yep. we had yep. some big like announcements that kind of like really it kind of set that ball, that final ball rolling. Okay. Right. And I remember you were always talking about Pixel Vault, and I was always hearing it, but I didn't really look into it too much. And you were talking about killer acid one-on-ones and hackatel one-on-ones. And I didn't even know who those people were at this point. And and the, the fuck render founders down and the burning and the staking. And like, so it was, I, I knew it was going to sell out and I go to the discord and all of a sudden it's like VGF VGF is like doing all the announcements. And I was like, what? I was like this kid from clubhouse. And, uh, and I went and I pinged you and you joined me thankfully. And we talked about it and you explained it all to me. And I went and minted six of them, you know, 0.2 each 1.2 each was, which was a lot at the time. And it ended up just being, being amazing. I mean, what a move that was. And, uh, and I was always grateful for that, but that's always a funny story to tell. Uh, and that was, it was really awesome of you to come in and we sat for like a half hour and I just was so convinced, you know, I went as, 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 as hard as I was like, yeah, and you've, you've been along for the ride since I've been along for the ride since I definitely sold. I definitely sold too early and wish I would have kept some, but I still have. I have my founders DAO and I have a bunch of the other stuff along the way. Like um, I know you guys made some awesome announcements at uh, VCon and what a project. And it's like, great to see you. What's your technical role over there? What do they, what do they call you? Well, so like my, my technical title is director yeah. of marketing. My okay. unofficial title is director of vibes. Oh, cool. So nice. Nice. The director of that's vibes. It, that's I actually like how leadership introduces me. Really? That's funny. So like it's kind of like just make that your official title. Yeah, it it may be it may be changing actually to be my official title, but it's it's kind of like the web two title versus the web three title, because like 
director of vibes, you, you like no one knows what that means outside of you know the NFT space, but it feels more true to what I do because we do have you know some people at the uh, at Pixel Vault now that are more traditional marketing people, like helping to do partnerships and negotiations of you know like the MLB deal and the partnership with Dana White and Endeavor and stuff like that. The kind of some of the you know out of home marketing that we did at uh in Minneapolis for Recon where you might have seen us like at the airports and stuff like that. That's not exactly my realm. Like I know how to sell NFTs. I know how to market it, explain it, you know, to a native web three audience. That's that's my jam. Um and then you know keeping keeping the vibes good in Discord and stuff like that. Uh that's that's kind of my my jam. And and Pixel Vault for people that don't know, I mean, you guys have put out a lot of content with the origin stories and the and the elite apes. We had Kiki on, um, so much Big cool fan. stuff. The the planetary Dahlia, she's awesome. Uh, Jennifer and her are good friends. And uh, the, the shout the, out Suki. Yeah, the uh, is like so much the planetary and the founders Dow and. And the the physical comic that you guys sent that's really cool in that case, like my question would be for people that aren't in it right now, like how would you suggest they learn about your ecosystem and how what what's kind of like where would you enter if you were kind of like you know you don't have a million dollars but you want to you want to learn about Pixel Vault and and get into something um, what's a for good sure. place to be? So a couple of like well i'll take it as kind of a multi-part question like where do you yeah. find out more for sure, sure the discord okay um it's got the links to all of like our medium articles that go really in depth if that's you know more your speed uh shout out economist he does a phenomenal job on those write-ups um but like the discord the the community is absolutely killer you can hop into the the general chat ask questions Mm-hmm. Uh, the Founders DAO is really where where I live. Um, yep. To those that are in the Founders DAO, like that, that's a second home. Um, but like that is definitely the most engaged and like kind of fervent audience of ours. Um, and the Founders DAO is definitely like an opportunity where if you wanted kind of broad exposure to all things Pixel Vault, uh, the Founders DAO is an excellent opportunity because not only do they get like the first mint of, you know, just about everything we do, mm-hmm. but also they've got a ridiculous treasury of like rare one of one art, uh, you know, like nine per 9.8% or something like that of the, the United planets Dow votes, uh, a ridiculous amount of planets, mm-hmm. uh, their own store of, you know, like, uh, they, they've got like, ETH about to be headed their way as well. So with the uh, uh, official uh, legal formation and stuff like that. So a lot of really exciting things happening there. And then uh, I would say like Punk's comic number one as like the Genesis, the Grail. Uh, those are still being staked for the fractionalized Punk's tokens, the the 16 fractionalized CryptoPunk vault. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like with the the updow the united planets dow for like the gaming ecosystem uh the planets like uh, they're super approachable right now with the price of eth and and kind of the downturn uh but a killer way to get involved the the 
the updown dashboard about to go live here in a few weeks. Um, and like mint pass twos, I think those are like super approachable right now too. So it's definitely like a lot of entry points. And, uh, you know, one of the, the points of criticism that we've heard is that, you know, we put out a lot of NFTs and yeah, it, we definitely do. But the idea being that, you know, especially on like the kind of punks comic side of things is like we, we put out comics and uh, you know, with origin stories and stuff like that, we, we shifted up the model to where the original mint uh, the, the original number of mints is how many are going to be in circulation for the rest of the first eight, the first series where you either need to burn an origin story one or any of the the sequential uh, for the next. So that's the max cap for the first origin stories. What, and, how many uh, is that? The, I think there's actually, I haven't checked. It's a very good question. <laughs> I haven't checked in quite a while. And okay. I don't particularly say on top of uh, the, the pricing of, of anything besides mm-hmm. kind of the main few, but um yeah i mean i i would just recommend getting into the discord uh you can reach out to pv support underscore on twitter it's a verified account um that's kind of like our our moderator and and support desk uh shout out potamus the man is a legend um but yeah i, I mean uh, my dms are open like keen said when he when he had questions i just sat down with him for like a half yeah. an hour to 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 chat I, i've i've extended that option or opportunity to to a good number of people already so um you can always slide my dms or, or hop in the discord and ask your questions there yeah i'm a i'm a founders dow holder uh that's that's definitely my favorite pixel vault token um i do need to be in the discord more because i know there's really smart people really good alpha going on there there's been Dude, some i laugh opportunities like, I went and started working with Pixel Vault mm-hmm. and like some of the founders down members, I was like, dang, I should have just hung out in here with you guys and just degen all day. And I probably would have been better off. Better. Right, right, right. Yeah. At least financially. I'm going to get, I'm going to get up in there more. I'm going to get up in there more for sure. Cause that, that is a really good community. I'm glad you mentioned that. And the founders Dow's at 1.04, which is the lowest I've seen it. Um, oh yeah. And I can't even, I don't even remember the last time I've seen like, uh, I mean, it was up as high as like three and a half, I think, maybe even four. Um, it, I mean, it it was doing pretty solid there for a while. I'm not yeah. sure what its peak I even was. See, I, yeah, I see 4.6. Somebody, one of them sold for. So I th- probably it was even higher than that. I might honestly like it's probably a really good deal. I might even snag a second one just to have it in case I ever in case it ever blows up and I want to you know move on and whatever. But that's that's a really good deal. 1.04 for that, especially with where ETH is. Do you have uh, any yeah, so like, alpha for us to share? Some some secret alpha, you know, NFT catcher exclusive information. <laughs> well, what's in the pipeline? Come on. Uh well, so maybe maybe that's the non-alpha alpha is like the last six, eight months have really been like head down for us building out, you know, infrastructure type stuff, you know, building out the dashboard for the updow because it's it's kind of like uh, an entirely new governance structure of the updow does not have tokens. It has kind of like a parliamentary system of 
being governed by the votes of the planets. So each planet has, you know, kind of a percentage weighted vote of the updow, which governs kind of the, the whole ecosystem. And there weren't really kind of off the shelf tools that were readily available to do all of that. So we built one. So it's, it's kind of got snapshot discourse governance all on one platform. So you don't have to like bounce back and forth or have discussions in discord and then on discourse and then, you know, vote via snapshot. It's all in one portal. And, uh, you know, the dev team, I mean, these guys are seriously wizards. Um, and, and so like doing, taking up something like that was a, a lift and a half. Like it's, it's been in the works for many months, but the next few months are going to be a lot of deliverables. You know, like we've got uh, once that up out portal uh, kind of codenamed prism uh, it's got a funny acronym that ties into the lore with it too. But uh, once that gets, you know, stood up and ratified uh, we're going to have the first gaming uh, proposals going live because the game is governed by the DAOs. So our, our head of gaming, Aaron uh, Guzeg is going to be putting forth proposals to the DAOs uh, for approval of like the development of, of these games uh, emphasis games, because it's, it's got kind of many iterations of it. Ooh. And so uh, it's, it's ambitious. Like we aren't, we aren't shy that like what we've taken on is, is aggressive. Um, but, you know, since January, I think in January, we had something like 10 full-time employees, maybe plus, you know, a, a good number of contractors and stuff like that. It may have, may have been around 20. And uh, this last month, we passed over 60 full-time employees. So it's uh, wow, scaling as aggressively as our, our plans are. So Yeah, I heard somebody say a while back that uh, Pixel Vault is the big leagues. And this, this, was, this was a long time ago. And it really, it stuck with me as somebody said that because it really feels that way. All the cool well, stuff. Well, and I, I think doing. that's an interesting difference, when, like, especially with the market, the way it has been. You know, there's still been a handful of projects that, you know, kind of get memed or, you know, mm-hmm. you'll see these hype, you know, hype cycle, pump and dump type, type stuff. And no, not in the NFT space. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like yeah, there's yeah, definitely, even, even with the market downturn, there's still been projects that have kind of popped off. Um, I mean, goblins flipped V friends. So like, you know, that's it's, nuts to me. Yeah. Right. Well, like, okay, so like that is an example. Like, this is nothing yeah. against Truth Labs or Goblin Town or anything like that, but like, just putting that into perspective, like, mm-hmm. I, I would put my money into something like V Friends, where it's yeah. it's a long term, high conviction bet, even if it is you know relatively expensive. Like, it, it, with with Pixel Vault, I see it through a similar lens of, you know, I, I used this example uh, a while ago of. You know, when I went to uh, NFT NYC, I was exceptionally surprised by a lot of the projects that were there in, you know, October, November, not even a year ago, and weren't still around, not even, you know, eight, 10 months later for the next NFT NYC. Yeah. And so I think, you know, comparing, you know, the longevity or scope of some of these projects, like Pixel Vault's still going to be around a year, three, five, 10 years from now, 
is the goal that like, it's not something that's, you know, going to accomplish a milestone and then fall off the face of the earth, but that yes, we have some ambitious goals, but we also not only have the team to try and back it up, but have, you know, the aspirations to be greater than just a project that, you know, pixel vault is a multimedia entertainment company that happens to produce NFTs. That's what people are looking for these days is real companies, you know, like we were doing projects for a while and, but that the, the, like what people are looking for really has changed for sure. Um, for something that they're going to invest in. You know, well, it was funny. It's like, but- we were, we were made fun of it for a while. Cause like, yeah, you know, God forbid you treat a, a project like a business. Right. Right. But you know, the, the, market seems to have kind of caught up a little bit to, to where we saw it going and uh, not, not in the state of the market, but in maybe maturity. And uh, that I, I think that for me, not that everyone's going to play, you know, their cards the same way, but for me, I don't have the bankroll to, you know, throw, throw on a, a lot of these gambles. So mm-hmm. uh, I put my, my cards on, you know, high conviction, long-term plays that, uh, if if a few of those can pan out and do well, like I not my whole NFT portfolio hasn't done spectacularly. Um, I definitely didn't take as many gains along the way as I maybe could have, but uh, I'm still doing so disproportionately well compared to just about anywhere else that I could have put my money. That sure, uh, going to keep playing it the way I have been. Yeah, it's good perspective. Uh, this conversation leads me into something else I have on our list here which is punks versus apes. And we've talked about this a couple of times. Uh, it, it's getting the feeling like punks is going uh, to flip them back. Uh, and I, I actually, I feel bad because I talked a couple of times when it was at 48 and ETH was like 900. I kind of, that's probably might've been one of the last opportunities. Mark is like, oh, one. I should buy one. I know. I really, I was. <laughs> oh, I really should buy one. And then yeah. he's like, oh, dang it. My time passed. I'm like, yeah. bro, you should have bought one when you I should have bought one. I probably would have sold it. Cause like, I just to make that quick, like 30 ETH, it's up like 30 ETH and ETH is up. ETH is up 75%. Wait, what's like, the floor of punks right now? 70? Like 78 or something. Oh, really? and 78. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, apes is like eighty five, so it can happen any day. Well, but so yeah. like NFT stats put up a tweet. I think it was yesterday, mm-hmm. or it might have been this morning that uh, CryptoPunks had like sixty eight hundred ETH worth of volume, whatever it was, like a couple weeks ago. And then yesterday, I think zero, it was yesterday, right? the they before, had no sales, zero yeah. ETH of transaction volume. Yeah. So, like, just for perspective of showing, like, how quickly like the pendulum can swing, um, I, I do think like punks are a, a crazy bet long term. Yeah. Um, but they like, don't have to. Me, they don't have to do anything. They don't have to do anything. I mean, they, they don't. But like, right. at the same time, they they are like the not the first, but certainly like as far as the culture goes, the yeah. original PFP. Yeah. And uh, to me, that's like that's that would be the pain for me is like if I didn't get my grail, I would just consider selling it. So like I would need to either get mm-hmm. a couple or go for like my hoodie grail that I'm just never yeah. going to sell. Because yeah. like 
that would just be my identity then. I know. I, I look at them, the floor ones, they, they didn't speak to me when I was like looking. I don't know if I would have taken that leap because, you know, I do I do want to hold on to ETH with ETH being so low. I don't want to necessarily, like there's a lot of NFTs I want. I'd like to buy a clone X right now. I've said before, like I'd buy a couple chimpers. I think that chimpers one has a chance to do really well. Dude, they, they, uh, again, talking about like content, they're yeah, they're killer. Yeah, tempers I, and insight. That one's at like 1.7, 1.8. Like, yeah, that one's both that those one's guys are the homies. Yeah. They're they're yeah. awesome. Franklin told us about that uh, before it minted. We asked him for some projects. He was oh, into. is that the one that he was? Yeah, saying? yeah, oh. that was the one he said. Chimpers, yep. He I got that was, I got TBA that was the first time I was at like point two. It was like my yeah. last. My last ETH at the time. I wish I would have oh, really? gotten a handful okay. more. Yeah, mm. I, I called it, and uh, I I just didn't have the ETH at the time. But I like I think I bought two, and uh, rode that up to like I think it was two or three ETH before the mint. And I was like, okay, I I got to take a little bit of gains there, but I yeah. still have my chimp, my my one chimpers. Nice, nice. I don't know. Is it chimp? Is it one chimp? Or chimpers, one chimpers. I have my chimper. The goose, one chimper. Do you, do you have chimpers? a chimper? I don't know. Insight chimpers. We need yeah. some uh, some yeah, we, clarification yeah, we, yeah. here. Somebody, somebody, help me out. <laughs> Another one is uh, is BYO pills or bio pills. That one's been going for. I know they've got like a whole ecosystem now too i haven't that's one of those uh, yeah they do they, they just had their one year anniversary they're doing really well jennifer and yeah, i both have, have full i know sense, that they have like you know the lands and all that stuff too yeah. that one of those that i just don't have the bandwidth to keep up with uh yeah. anymore no of course it's it's, a, it's impossible to keep up with everything um, but I, I think that's an interesting kind of point though where like i i think you guys both know like you know this this time last summer we knew between like a handful of us, we every, knew project, every project yeah. that was dropping every day. Yep. And very quickly, like about this time, you know, maybe August, September, it got parabolic where like you could not keep there was no human possible way that you could keep on top of everything that was happening. And uh, I think that's where it's, it's kind of going towards is like people will pick their niches of like, what, what are you a fan of? What are you tuned in, plugged in with? And unless you're like a day trader, you're going to have the ones that you plug into and you stay on top of. And otherwise it's, it's kind of the, the noise. Yeah. Cause there's just too much. It's way too much. I mean, I go on icy tools all the time and like, I mean, it gets ridiculous. And that you had a couple of weeks ago, it was the Saudis and the Jews and the Americans. It's like, it's too much. It's too much. The memes. But- yeah, exactly. And then Solana and like, you know, it's it's crazy. It is crazy. So punks versus apes. What do you say? Like, what's your what's your I'm ultimate root for the punks? Root for the root underdog for the right now. I, I've started to think a couple of times like it'll be blasphemous, but like like long term. I mean, that's what Gary V says. You know, I always follow Gary V. I always say that. And he's he just says, like, you know, punks long terms, because like I said, the apes, if they sit and do nothing, they'll go down and down and down. The punks can sit and do nothing, and it's still going to be the punks. Well, and I also, think that's the yeah. difference is like BAYC and Yuga still have to drive value back to ape right. holders. 
you know, like they've done a and lot. How are they? Right, they've done them. oh, infinite amount with the ape coin. Yeah, they've and done the a lot. And the but dog. at the same time, like so much. To your, to your point, what are they going to do next? Right. I mean, like they have to keep providing that value yeah. to maintain right. versus yeah. punks that it, it's all mimetic. It's like, yeah. or or just long term. You know, the more people that get into the space and buy into the desirability of punks as like the original, yeah. then they 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 maintain that desirability and i think there's lots of punks that are like locked up that are in like wallets that people don't have access to and and things like that yeah yeah i'm not sure what the the most recent estimation is but like i know when they had the mebits drop Mm -hmm. there was like a bunch of people that like didn't claim their free mebits and they took that as like a pretty reasonable ballpark of like how many wallets are are either like lost or inactive mm-hmm. because like why would you not claim you know 10 grand whatever dozens or hundreds yeah mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of free dollars worth of ETH. right <laughs> um but yeah i mean i i think that even if you think it's like ballpark 8 9000 of them uh still pretty pretty small number in the grand scheme of things sure yeah absolutely especially when when everybody comes in and people are looking, you know, and the apes have, I'm not saying they are, but the apes have that uh, racist thing kind of hanging over the, the Nazi, whatever it is. It hangs over their I head a little Michael's bit. Michael's like fudding his own bag. No, I'm not. I'm just being honest. I'm just <laughs> being like, honest. Yeah, so like, those apes, no, I don't know like it's not something that I prescribe to, but yeah. it could be a problem in the future. Oh, the lawsuit, the lawsuit, right? Like, did it? Um, yeah, we'll see. What, yeah, Ryder Rips, Ryder Rips right? Yeah. Yeah, he's like suing. Like no, they're suing days. him. I think they're suing oh. him. Oh, like he filed a countersuit. Know. He oh. filed a countersuit also. Uh, <laughs> See, just all this stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. like I, yeah, I don't prescribe to all that. I think if anything, the like tapping into the the culture and the memes of it, sure. But uh, I don't, you know, prescribe to the you know that that it's Nazi dog whistles and all that stuff. But yeah. to me, the the more interesting argument there, because like. I'll give Red Rips his credit, like the conceptual art that he has accomplished of like, you know, minting different tokens that like by their very nature are not the same NFTs, even if they, you know, show the same artwork or even if they're referential to the same IPFS link, uh, you know, like it's, it's not the same token by definition. And so like that part of it conceptually, I do have an appreciation for. It's just not my favorite thing when you take the stance of it being a Nazi dog whistle and then you personally profit to the degree of millions of dollars off of that. Mm -hmm. Not that artists shouldn't make their money, but like if you're doing it from a moral stance that it's it's not my favorite thing. So, But like I think the intellectual property argument is is the more interesting part of that case that like that it could set precedent for how intellectual property and licensing rights go forward in the NFT space, that it's like setting a pretty high bar there. Um, and I, I, I mean, I don't think Polly and Ryder uh, want it to be settled out of court. I, I think they they're leaning into it at this point and I think they want it to, to kind of play out in court, let, wow. let all like, let it all air out. And uh I'm 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 interested to follow. Yeah. yeah it's going to be interesting. Um, 
And like, I, I'm the same way. I don't prescribe to it being like that. But like one day, if the wrong person comes out and says they think it is racist or anti-Semitic, it can be a big problem. It could be. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. I love my board eight, though. I definitely do. You know, if it's it's the cover of our podcast and all that. Jennifer says I'm fudding my bags. I guess I kind of am. But it's an interesting topic, you know, and we can it is. And that's like, and I, I think. It. Yeah, you took it there, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, guess I, I think did. conceptually it, it's it's intriguing. Yeah, interesting. And uh, we mentioned Franklin; he had a hundred ETH mistake this week. Poor Franklin. That was painful. Yeah, that's. Whew. I don't know about poor Franklin because he was playing with fire, so obviously you know yeah, you gotta expect yeah. to get burned, right? <laughs> but um, I mean, it was it was of his own doing. Right. Yeah, like exactly. That, yeah, that yeah. needs to kind of right. It wasn't a it wasn't a scam. It wasn't a scam. He uh, so for those that don't know, he bought a domain and it was like quit dash putting dash fake bids dash bro or whatever, something like that. Dot ETH. And he then put a hundred dollar, a hundred ETH offer on it from another wallet to trigger the bots. And it did trigger a bot. And the bot gave him like a 1.7 ETH offer. He accepted it and forgot to revoke his, to cancel his bid. And the person accepted it and got the 100 ETH from him. Well, the the part that put the cherry on top for me was then like Franklin offering to return the 1.8 ETH. Yeah. Hoping I think he that, did return it. I think he yeah. did return. Hoping yeah. that yeah. The, the person would return the funds. Right. Franklin then airdrops the user. The wallet and note. The, the NFT plea to return it. And oh, then yeah. somebody, again, the memes, somebody bids an ETH on the NFT airdrop that like Franklin sent him as a plea. Yeah. So like that person was just like up astronomically. Yeah. Ended up like going and sweeping a did bunch they, of floors. Did they and, accept? Uh, did Did they accept the offer on Franklin's airdrop? I don't know, okay. but like yeah. the whole story was just yeah. Uh-huh. It, it was kind of one of those again, like even the best of us can can slip. Yeah, yeah. But like I think one of you had said it. it you know, playing with fire. It, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. But yeah. uh, I, I think that he's he's kind of trying to game the system and the system gamed him right yeah for sure he was having he was just trying yeah he was he's just having a good time whatever it was yeah, he tried to play it and it's actually smart to try and trigger the the uh the bots and it obviously it worked but whew, that's yeah wild. i don't think he'll be doing that again <laughs> yeah no you definitely won't if you yeah, if you google well. nft news because I always Google NFT news before the episode to see if there's anything big. And there's like five or six articles written about that situation. Yeah. It's like yeah, board I mean, ape holder loses 150,000. Yeah. <laughs> board ape, yeah. And of course, yeah. like uh-huh. board ape holder. It really is. And golden, golden yeah. board ape holder uh-huh. at that. He said that he sent those articles to Twitter to try and get verified and they oh didn't verify God. them. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. He's like, they're writing articles nice. about me. Yeah, it's really funny. Uh, we had Franklin on too. He's a really Franklin's a really good dude. Like when he his had his hack, persona is so different from like his real life. Like when he was on the podcast, he was so like 
humble and like yeah, you know, it's like yeah. down seemed like a down to earth dude on Twitter. Like he leans into the memes of it, Twitter. yeah, uh-huh. like yeah. the whole like flashing the fifty six ape yeah, montage and, like, and yeah, oh yeah. But I, I I do I do sympathize and have some compassion there. Like I mean I can't imagine losing a hundred ETH. Yeah, like that, that's definitely but, not not ideal. Know, not that's ideal. Rough. That's but rough. I, I think it just goes to show like you need to kind of have respect for like this is this is the you know the layer or the level that we're playing at is like mm-hmm. this is the financialization and like the the finality of it right mm-hmm. there's there's no take back sees there's no you yeah. know revert the credit card chargebacks you know right. like it is what it is yeah yep. and and there should be some respect put on that of like you put a hundred ETH bid out there you best believe it could get accepted <laughs> Wild, wild, wild. And uh, so what else do we have on here? Uh, I put like, what does the future of the NFT space look like? Just because I love hearing your perspective. This has been really so much fun chopping it up, man. Like, you know, always, always hearing your perspective. I say, I just said like there. Do I say like a lot? Because we had a oh comment God, on Twitter. Did you see it. that? I, know. Like, I was like, is that like- me? Or, I was like, is that me or Jennifer? I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> Is it well, me? you know what? I've been saying like since the fifth grade. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, that is something that I like. I would like to stop saying like, as <laughs> if I'm not using it correctly and just using it as a filler word. But it is hard when it's become like a habit of your vocabulary. Like a habit, yeah. <laughs> no, did I say like? No, stop, please. I was, I was <laughs> so good. At least it's you, now. not me. I was like, are but they it, it's where it like Do fades I say into it yeah, like you don't yeah. even realize. Uh huh. Maybe. Yeah. That's funny. So, so what do we think? I've said a couple times about the future. I think the mass adoption is going to come when, when people start to see things out in the real world, and they're like, "I need that. How do I get access to that? How do I get into that club?" How do I go to this party? How do I get that hoodie? Oh, I need to buy an NFT. Let me figure that out. Rather than I heard about NFTs. I want to buy it. Which one should I buy? Like people are going to see things and they're going to need to, okay, I need to figure out NFTs. I don't know if you guys have a thought of kind of. I, I do agree with like, look like the consumerism component yeah. that like <laughs> um, that. We until like there will always be the speculative part of the NFT space, like the financialization of everything. There will always be those that speculate on the future projected value of of these assets. But I think until we get to that tipping point where people are buying to truly collect and to consume these, you know, experiences or goods because they want to have them, they want to possess them not because they speculate that it's going to, you know, appreciate in value that that will be a very like interesting tipping point for the space that like, I want this because I, I want to have it not because I anticipate making money off of it. And I also think it is kind of multifaceted in that there's a long, like, a lot of work left to be desired on the UI UX front uh, that onboarding still is a hurdle, not a speed bump um, that we need to find a way to 
properly educate and and have you know some caution there because of the the sovereignty components of the space that I think is one of the most empowering aspects of getting into Web three and NFTs, but it's also one of the biggest risks. And so I do think that there's going to be some interested like interesting custody solutions, kind of like a la Nifty Gateway style, where you can sign up with a credit card email. Uh, buy your NFTs and have them custodied for for you. And at a later date, once you maybe work your way down the rabbit hole a little bit, you can off ramp it or or you know send it off to your sovereign wallet. Um, but I do think that the on ramp is is a big challenge right now. Yep. Yeah, it is, and it's hard to on ramp people. You know, all everyone's hearing right this moment is how everything is is crashing, you know, that's like what people are hearing about. And like, that's what everyone looks at me and they're like, Oh, didn't everything crash? Every, yeah. Everyone's like, you guys doing okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're like, I'm in 10 FTs. They're like, Oh, I'm sorry. You probably lost a lot of money. (laughs) Oh, I heard that. uh, I heard that's done. I heard that was a Well, and then those, those same people be waiting until ETH's back at four or five K right needed to get again yeah exactly exactly so i like all the people that were like i begged my family to buy eth at four thousand at thanksgiving (laughs) i mean i had i had some place like that it wasn't it wasn't necessarily eth like i had family members that were buying some eth then yeah you know but to to buy nfts or whatever it is yeah get into nfts yeah but then some of the stuff you know like chain link and and some of the stuff like that i'm like don't even look at it for 36 months. You know, like these are kind of those infrastructural plays that like they're either going to zero and, and the whole space falls apart or they are phenomenal long-term investments that like you can think about in, in the years, not, you know, Mm -hmm. what they're day trading at. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're going to like the first time my, my mom, like is sent me some ping that their their crypto was down like 30 percent or something like that i'm like you broke the cardinal rule you looked at the chart (laughs) so yes there's something there if like you're day trading about it but uh at this point i'm a pretty firm dollar cast dollar cost averaging you know playing playing the long game yep it's nice to see it coming back some, uh, but ETH at least. I'll be disappointed if it honestly doesn't fall back off a cliff. If Ooh. if $1,000 was this max pain that we were being told about, yeah. I vastly overestimated. But I don't need again. to go down again. I'm good if it wants to <laughs> go back. To I, I'm, I'm not, uh, again, wishing for, for pain or anything, but like right. there is a part of me that was anticipating it going lower and uh if 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 it does go back down there i i you best believe i'll be levering back in heavy but yeah. um if a thousand was was the bottom i think that uh i vastly overestimated how i think we went we went under 900 it got down to like the high 800s i think that was uh, uh maybe for yeah like like a couple rarely right right so like moments yeah exactly Probably nobody was actually able to buy it. Yeah, where it just right. insta uh-huh. dips and gets bought up. Yeah. But yeah, 
Yeah. I, I, I that's, I think across a long enough time frame, like there's just the, the amount of effort and human capital that's going into the space right now is incredible. Yeah. So like just from that perspective, I think that there's a promising future for the utility of like Ethereum as a cryptocurrency. And I'm, I'm no professional crypto trader or anything by any means, but like when I look at it like that, that like some of the most brilliant intelligent minds in the world are working in this field, trying to solve very difficult problems. That, that leaves me pretty optimistic. Absolutely. Another thing we actually would be remiss if I didn't mention our friend Carlini dropped his uh, Penelope's exclusives. I know Jennifer, did you get into that this week? Did you check it out? My mom came to visit me this weekend. So I really didn't do any NFC stuff. Uh, Tell me about it. Okay. So there are 10,000 of them. I think they've only sold like 3000 at this point. It's been on sale for a few days, whatever it is. And they're selling for 0.1. It's called Penelope's exclusives. And there's going to be five rarity levels. And that decides how many of their uh, token you get. I think their token is just called token. And uh, it's one of those things where, you know, if you want to follow a builder and somebody in the space that, you know, is, is solid, is going to be around doing really cool stuff. Carlini's one of those people. We had him on and he was one of the most impressive guests we had for me. Um, so that's just like the next evolution of that Penelope's. I've been watching it. I'm probably, there's a couple under, like there's only 14 listed on OpenSea, which is crazy, but a few of them are under the mint price. So I was actually thinking of snagging them. And uh, yeah, we should definitely, definitely mention that. A Shout lot of out whales to hold those Penelope's yeah. I've learned yeah. pretty early on. Well, that, um, I mean, you go back to, you know, talking about Nate Alex and kind of that generation right. of yeah. people from, you know, the, the earlier cycles. And he, Carly is definitely in that conversation too. He, he and Nate giving each other crap on Twitter always cracks me mm. up, but um, talking about guys that are like in it for the long haul that are, you know, kind of just doing some cool experimental shit, you know? And right. Exactly. I, I think, he, I think that's, yeah. you know, another thing that's direly needed for the NFT space as a whole is it's gotten kind of, not only has it gotten stagnant as a market, but kind of, development wise that there's been few like really pivotal game changing type developments lately that it's a lot of copy pastas, a lot of derivatives, a lot of kind of borrowed this and that from these other projects kind of deal. Um, And I think we're going to need some pretty interesting, whether, whether it be for sake of art, that like, you know, there's conceptual projects and, and stuff that's doing some experimental stuff with NFTs and smart contracts, or if it's, you know, really genre pushing with new EIPs, new token standards, stuff like that. Um, but I think that that would be a, a, a good jump start. Yeah. The opposite side of like Carlini and the builders and the OGs. I was watching that Alex Monopoly project. Did you guys see that one at all? Yeah. Pain. Yeah. 0.5 ETH they're trying to sell it for. I mean, the guy, I guess, is really popular. I've actually seen his art and it's like, it's cool stuff. It's like the Monopoly. I mean, he's big in like the LA, Miami, New York 
art right. scene kind of deal. He's, you know, really well connected. He kind of helped push that kind of street art into, you know, high art conversation. He, I, he has had traditional sculptures and pieces sell for a lot of money, but at the same time, kind of like read the room a little bit. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't yeah, know. Half and ETH isn't it. Half and ETH isn't it. And it was funny. Uh, he like he took like eight years off of Twitter and his second tweet back was like, I'm dropping an NFT project. Yeah. Well, I know he's he's big on Instagram and stuff like sure. that. But um, to me, it was it was kind of like read the room a little bit, little tone deaf. Uh, the yeah. price pretty, pretty darn expensive, uh, especially in ETH terms for yeah. for what it's promising. I know that it's got some promised, you know, utility and some kind of game that they're supposedly developing and stuff like that. But um, for it, for it being your first entrance into the space, or I don't, I don't even know if it's his actual had, first NFT. Yeah, he did a uh, like a collab of like seven hundred pieces with Ozuna. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, I, I only saw like that the, I was Spanish, the Spanish rapper. I think so. Yeah, <gasps> I love his music. <laughs> But wow. I think he had some other thing that like Classic. didn't go over super right. spectacularly. Right. Yeah. So this this is like a big swing that uh, I I don't know that it's opportune timing. Like if he would have done this maybe back in like November, I, there's a chance that sells out. Right. Oh yeah, everything would have sold out. Right for sure. November, December, January. And the funny thing is, even though it's like we're laughing at it, like it's a flop. He still brought in a couple million dollars. Like he was looking to bring what, in like five. I think he's they sold like 40%. Uh let me see if I could didn't the guy Zach ZBT or whatever, yeah. right? Like a threat on him. He that did. is always a huge red flag. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. I was actually looking at that project for a while because the, the guy's stuff is cool. I didn't know the price until I saw it today when they when they actually dropped. I'm going to the uh Again, I'm I'm kind of one of those like I'm all for artists making their money and doing that kind of stuff. But uh, I've I've actually followed him for a good number of years because I I used to like his, you know, street art style and stuff like that. Yeah. But he had this kind of like rebranding where he went from like underground street artists pivoting into kind of fine art to this like look at how much money I have and how, like how many rich people I hang out with type deal. Mm. And it just doesn't have the best connotation for like trying to sell out how many millions of dollars worth of NFTs. Yeah. He sold 2,800 of them. So that's a somebody's buying. Number. Yeah. 1,400 ETH. It's a lot of ETH. Not bad. Yes. Yeah, it's not, not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, board apes minted out at 800 ETH. I mean, that's uh, to me, it's also like what what they go through to onboard their existing audiences. Like, yeah, when I when I look at Gary V or Bobby Hundreds, you know, these guys put an absolutely monstrous effort into education, onboarding and to, to help convert some of those, you know, people that are engaged with them on other platforms or mm -hmm. to help mm -hmm. kind of shepherd in their existing audience into web three. And 
I I haven't seen any of that. Not that it's not out there. I'm not saying there right, could right, be right, right, for all right. I know, but uh, it, it definitely has a different connotation to it when it's just, hey, plant your flag. Look at me. I'm selling NFTs. Pay me yeah. money. Yeah, you have to eat a little bit of shit when you do that because like a lot of your comments are, oh, you're killing the environment and why are you doing NFTs? You're a scam artist. Like a lot of that's like, um, but but if you have your conviction, I think it's the right move. If you want to get into Web three and NFTs, you have to try to bring your 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 fans in and educate them. Like you said, is really really important. Gary V did the the like absolutely spectacular job. He brought me in. You know, he literally I got MetaMask for V friends because he said to, and learned how to use it for that drop. And I think there's a lot of people in the space today that that can say that. Yeah. Yeah. I've said before with Gary V and NBA Top Shot is like half the people. In the space. I, it's maybe I mean, not anymore, but it was for, for last year's generation. I yeah. think it was right. Top right. Shot. Yeah. And yeah. then for like the artists and collectors, it was the people sale. Right. Well, that's everyone learned about it. It's from the people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But like top shots for onboarding the people sale for like bringing artists curiosity into the space. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I mean, Gary's got to be up there in the conversation yeah. of, of people that have like single handedly, not, not that he didn't have an entire team working on this, but like credit to him, he yeah. and his team definitely like onboarded maybe the most people into the NFT space based off a single project. Yeah, absolutely. Probably at that point. Definitely could be good stuff. Uh, anything else you guys want to want to bring up? Are there any projects in VGF that you know that are coming out that you think are kind of cool or any artists you want to shout out or anything like that? We always give people a chance. <laughs> I, honestly, most of my collecting these days has been on Tezos. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you say that before. Yeah, I I have a Temple wallet and some Tezos art, but not a lot. I should look over uh, that more. I've been what buying you, yeah. some Ishka Villagekova. Uh, she's a ridiculously talented generative artist. Mm. Um, some of her like I I have four of her one of ones that are that might be like my four single favorite. NFTs that I own. Wow. On Tezos? Um, on Tezos. Cool. Um, I've been buying a bunch of worms. <laughs> um, there's uh, this Japanese artist. I don't know how to actually pronounce his name. Um, anyway, if the you, worms. Yeah, yeah. If you know, yeah, you know. The, wor- the worms on Tezos. So yeah. Tezos, do you like it? Like uh, just because you could kind of get good value on really cool art that you like? Um, it, it's like, yeah, it, it, I look at it like my gambling money. Mm-hmm. It, where like if you have enough fun to justify the expense and um you get to like support an artist in the process that's like win 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 mm-hmm. and then if it just so happens to you know go up in value like even better but um oh it's like quibibi i don't mm-hmm. i don't know how to pronounce it i apologize yeah, it's q u b i b i his his Twitter is Q U B I B I E N, um, but like he's gotten a lot of kudos the last few weeks. Uh, I had I had kind of been on the crawl for a couple of them, but then Art Gnome and Verseworks put out a couple of like interviews, and uh, 
articles about him and it just went crazy the last like week or so. Oh wow. But uh anyway, um yeah, I, I like if I can spend the the like little bit of money like that, I know that it's going to support an independent artist. And then like at the end of the day, even if it goes to zero, I have something that I love and appreciate to show for it. That's that's a win. Love that. But yeah, I do a lot of accumulating. I don't do a lot of selling. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder, Tezos seems like it's going to be around to stay. Like, I wonder what happened. Like, I, I wonder if they'll ever I think be if be- purely on the art, like, yeah, I know that there's like some DeFi stuff going on on Tezos and stuff like that. But I think just the power of artists being there, mm-hmm. it has some legs. Okay. Because yeah, I know I know a lot of the artists do go there. That was a big thing with like those uh the NFTS tips people were always doing Tezos back in the in Clubhouse. It was a big thing. Everyone was always talking about it. Mm-hmm. I do have my wallet. I gotta I gotta log back in there. It's been a while. See what but I have. That's that's where I do it. Like it keeps the fun in it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's fun. I I appreciate that I can, you know, collect things that I appreciate and enjoy. Mm-hmm. And that it doesn't cost me, you know, quite often hundreds or thousands of dollars very frequently. It's more like, yeah. you know, a few Tez or 10, 20, 50 Tez for like something what's you really Tez want. at right now? What's it, what's one Tezos? Let's like see. 160 or something. Okay. So it is nice and cheap. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. Really I cool. mean, if I can get it something that I, that I really enjoy and appreciate for like less than a hundred bucks, I know it's going to, you know, support an artist. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty cool in my book. Cool, but okay. yeah, ETH uh, I don't have, have near as much bandwidth to to keep on top of as much anymore. Mm-hmm. I've I've had my head down working, you know, pretty hard, especially like the last few months. What about you guys? Anything uh, top of your uh, radar? What what do I need to be playing catch up on? Alec Monopoly, man. You got to get into Alec Monopoly. It's going to be huge. Yeah, you need to buy my bags. Yeah, yeah. You, do you want to buy some for me? I'll do a private sale if you want, man. Made a mistake and minted some. Nah, I mean, I'm I'm big into the uh, the Jenkins, the valet. I think that's awesome. Um, that's doing really well. I got eight I of my, those. I have my one pass there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, coming out new, like, uh, what's the one called? The Outsiders I started watching recently. Um, is that what it's called by Go Walla? Go Walla, the outsiders, I think. Um, across my radar recently. Um, and other than that, I don't know about new ones. I've definitely been trying to to watch some of the artists. Like, I have some friends that are dropping projects that I'm going to support. Uh, you remember Mean Mug from uh, from Clubhouse? Yep. He's got his billionaire uh, ghost club that he's going to drop that I'll that I'll support. A really good dude. Um, and what else have I got recently? I want to look at my recents real quick. I was like, I was just looking at my wallet activity. It's like uh, Jenkins. Yeah. It, you know, Pixel Vault. I had Jake the D-Gen. Jake the D-Gen is like one of the. Jake the D-Gen school. Yeah, he's a good dude. I, I yeah. I, I just accumulate his pieces. Okay. Um. Just another one of those artists doing dope stuff, 
embracing yeah. the technology as well yeah. as kind of the art form. It's crypto not just- native artist. Yeah. And he's like, he's got the, he's got the kind of the street cred in the game, you know, he's, for sure. Yeah. He's, One of those artists that you see like great. doing all the right things yeah. and putting out like continually putting out dope work. Another one I got recently, you guys know that uh, Jerry Maguire 2.0, like Money Mac, you know him on, oh. on Twitter? No, he he was like... Uh, oh, oh, he, oh, okay, the person, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He uh, did his project called uh, Card of Dreams, and I was messaging with him for a while. I bought a couple of those. Like, he's trying to do it kind of like stealth and reaching out to different people and trying to kind of handpick his community. So that, that seems like it's a kind of cool thing. He talks it up like there's going to be, you know, some really cool things coming with it. Um, but other than that, yeah, I've, I've been kind of taking it easy a little bit and watching and learning. Um, I bought something from this artist. Uh, what was his name? Just recently. Jeez, I don't know. I don't know his name. The, the Fuckles, that guy, whatever. I don't remember his name, though. But I was looking it up and it looked cool and he's got like a whole thing going. But yeah, just uh waiting for something new and, and great to come along. Looking to see if you had any alpha for us. I mean, <laughs> I, I got I got my stuff I'm working on, but yeah, for sure. That's uh yeah, if it's if it's unannounced yet, it's for a reason. I, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to be leaking too much ahead of the game, but anything outside of outside of Pixel Vault? uh that i'm working on or that i'm yeah, excited for that's what you're well that's what you're working on um i mean that's uh, pixel wall takes yeah, 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 that's sure, exclusive if okay. and when um, i ever have anything the first know, time i ever own. heard first time okay, i ever heard you stutter the first no, time i ever heard him stutter he said, <laughs> if the if and when there's anything that i have independently yeah, yeah. i'll definitely you'll be one of the first to know but that's uh, what's up. I'll get an not, honorary. Yeah. Yeah. I just was promised an honorary. I'll the, get an honorary in the, in the VGF. That's amazing. Thank you so You're much for offering first, that. That is first. amazing for you to offer. I'll hold you to it, but that's really nice. Little did um, you know what uh, crashing on your apart, uh, your couch at Beacon would. would yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, we got to wrap this episode up. This is going way too long. I think this might be a record for the longest. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I can't talk. This is what this. happens when we're just not really like, talking are hanging around. See, the review came true. It's hanging out with your NFT friends. Yeah, it's exactly right. Fair, fair. Okay, that was foreshadowing for the event. Um, cool. Well, VGF, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And shout out to everybody listening to this episode. Hopefully, you enjoyed it, and we will catch you in the next one. Peace. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NFTicket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. 
We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.